Good morning, it's the uh, 1st of February today, I really can't believe that the uh, first month of the year is gone, just like that, unbelievable, 2020, one down, 11 to go, well, I just have to say that I actually had something on last night which I thought I had recorded. Spoke for about 45 minutes, and then I realized at the end of it that only after 25 seconds I must have bumped the um, stop button on the record. So basically I was speaking to nobody but myself or the rest of the podcast that I did. But by then it was like one o'clock in the morning and I just could not be bothered anymore, so... I couldn't even think for the life of me what it was really that I was on about. And, and I wasn't going to either because it just... It really pissed me off that I didn't even record anything except 25 seconds. So, um... Here I am. Saturday morning and the uh, the girls have gone with their auntie and uncle that live in the city they were super pumped for that one they were excited they don't get to go into the city very often so they're going to have a swim in their complex and go to each street later on perhaps go wandering up and down the city enjoying the lights in the entertainment, I'm so happy for them. Uh, old wifey's still in New Zealand. She'll be back tomorrow night. I'm really hoping that her daughter, our daughter, the oldest one, remembers to pick her up later on in the evening. But um, yeah, so I've pretty much got the house to myself for the whole weekend. I'd like to say that, you know, could ring a few people up, come around, have a drink, have a party, but that's just not on the cards anymore. It's not only because I don't feel as refreshed and exciting as I used to be, or excited. So um, I don't know what's on the cards today. Perhaps Netflix. Perhaps I'm going to drive down the road. There's an island shop down the road there and get some nice homegrown, homemade food of taro, chop suey, maybe some big fried chicken, you know, corned beef. All the great things in life. Stuff that um, I sorely miss from New Zealand when we were there a month ago month or so ago, a family reunion, but yeah, I've had a pretty bad last two days, real rough, due to the pain in my arm, not only was my shoulder in great pain, but now it seems like the pain has come back to my, to where my injury is on my left hand and my wrist, I mean, they've pretty much given me everything that 
the doctors had given me everything that I could legally have in terms of, you know, something strong like morphine and then it's all become ineffective lately. <laughs> and uh, I like to think that I'm not really dependent on drugs and that, which I've, I've done pretty good. I've still got a couple of packets of endone, which is the absolute bee's knees when you're in great pain, but I've managed to keep myself off that for as long as I can, but it seems to me that I have been triggered a lot because of it in the last two days. I mean, everything that's been happening around me, I mean, for example, the Kobe Bryant death, God rest his soul, and the other people that perished in that horrendous helicopter accident, but I got triggered by the fact that the media, the way the media reported it as if he was the only one that that died from that accident, you know, when there's plenty of other family members and friends of the others that that died who are also suffering and going through some hard times due to their loss. But the whole world took notice and I've seen grown men and women crying, you know. I'm not taking anything away from Kobe because I guess at the end of the day he was a famous basketballer, celebrity, um, charity worker, and somebody of influence, somebody of um, that was a great role model to a lot of children and a lot of African-American kids and basically anyone that loved basketball around the world. But you also got to remember that there were other lives that were lost. There was other parents, aunties, uncles, mums, dads, brothers, sisters that also perished. And... Um, yeah, I just get angry at the media at how they report certain things like that. You know, when a celebrity dies. You know, I, I know it's just the way the world is today. We're just so influenced by what we see on social media and on television or on the radio, but still at the end of the day, those people probably wouldn't even look at you twice if there wasn't a camera around or a microphone around. Not to say that Kobe was like that, because I, I, I honestly believe he'd probably be embarrassed at all the attention that he's been getting, how everyone's focusing on him and his achievements. But yeah, at the end of the day, there was plenty of other people that that are, are not with us now. And um, that was only part of the reason why that triggered me off. And the other reason why is because there's this coronavirus, which is easily turn out to be another global pandemic and could wipe out a significant amount of people in the world. Yet the media reports that's sort of like secondary compared to the death of a celebrity. And that sort of triggered me off about that. I was also triggered the fact that the Super Rugby, now part of the world, started on Friday night and... Uh, my team, the Blues, had lost as well to the Chiefs after leading by 
a million points at half time thinking this is it this is definitely our year and then they just turn back into how they normally play every other year so that set me off too you know all because of you know I'm just saying that because of the pain that I've been suffering for the last two days in my arms it's like it didn't take much to trigger me off to um, you know every little thing everything that was surrounding me you know it just made me feel anxiety and anxious and and just it was just not a good good feeling I'm still feeling pain now it's sort of subsided a bit but it's still there it's not going away it's it's like when it first happened it's just come back out of nowhere and I've I was so proud of myself that I got my drug intake down to about four a day now as opposed to about 30 pills a day. But um, I don't know what to do. I'm still 25 days away from having my next operation to have all the stuff removed in my arm so I can start bending my wrist and start getting these ligaments working so I can get myself back to work. And um, that's the most frustrating part. I could actually feel all these metals and wires and stuff in my hand moving around as I push it around with my other hand and it's it's a pretty gross feeling but there's nothing I can do I just have to put up with it for another 25 days before I go under the knife again and um I was, was kind of glad I got got to go out a few nights ago with some of my workmates uh, one of the guys had a little bit of a barbecue and a few drinks at his house so it was quite a welcome for me to get out and do something different other than just going to therapy and and rehab every week which is the story of my life sitting at home twiddling my thumbs waiting for the girls to get home from school you know and it's just they've always said that you have your ups and downs, and, and I've always knew that. And I always expected it. I've done well to hold off for so long, but because this pain has come back, I've just been easily triggered in a, in a bad way. But I suppose these are the reasons why I'm going to things like this men's group that I'm going through right now, because they're the ones that are providing or trying to provide the tools for you to to be able to manage those sort of angry moments or those triggered moments like I'm going through now. Like I think back about that day again, how my life turned upside down when I, the moment I stepped out of the truck, I, I can't remember exactly how I was feeling at the time, whether I was in a good mood or bad. I don't think I was in such a bad mood, but within that split second of walking through the door and the house was in total chaos with um, wifey and kids. My demeanor had just totally switched and it was just nothing but blind rage and all I saw was, you know, or all I was being was something that I wasn't between the time I got out of my truck and the time that I got into the house. And um, the sad thing is, is that when you are triggered, all it takes is something that happens in a second that could undo absolutely everything. 
everything that was maybe good in your life or everything that was normal in your life. And I made that decision, a really bad decision, to be triggered the way that I was. And the next thing I know, I'm getting life-saving, having a life-saving operation because of that one careless moment. thing is, though, with, with me being triggered, and I'm sorry for using that word so often, it's obviously, that's probably what I, the subject of this podcast is for today. The thing is, what I didn't know then, or what I didn't have the mindset to appreciate or know, is something that I'm going through right now and trying to learn and trying to be the best that I can be and to recognize all these trigger points. It's the fact that you could easily manifest this, this really, really bad feeling of being triggered. You might be triggered from something, you know, happening on the road while you're driving or something that might have happened at work or something that a family member might might have said, not necessarily your immediate family, but, you know, a cousin or an auntie or an uncle. You know, there's so many things that trigger people off. But the worst thing that could happen is that these things get carried and lingers around you on your your daily existence, your daily life, your whatever it is you're doing without you necessarily knowing that you are harboring some sort of feeling that is a lot more than just that one incident. And I guess I can admit that that was sort of like my way of being, especially in the last year or so that an incident might have happened you come home you have a blowout you have a blue at work or whatever and you think it's okay once everything has calmed down but really it's not you really haven't grasped the um the the reasons or the the, the ill feeling you're actually carrying it all the time how i'm go- what i'm going through now is I'm at a point where I think I can recognize the moods, mood swings, or how insignificant and how embarrassing really it is when you do get triggered, or when I get triggered nowadays. You know, it's, again, I might have said it in the past before, but it really, really helps just to breathe, take a step back, just have a quiet thought to yourself exactly what it is that sets you off. And nine times out of ten, really, there's absolutely nothing you can do about whatever it is that's upset you. This is a prime example. I cannot do anything about the media, the way they reported Kobe Bryant's death, or how they choose to ignore the fact that there is a virus out there that could potentially wipe out half the, the world's population or how my rugby team are absolutely hopeless and again looks like it's going to be another long season there's nothing I can do about it these are the problems I had in the past where, where I've got tr- get triggered 
I turn something small into something big without fully knowing that there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. All I need to do is just step back. All you need to do is just step back, take a deep breath, walk out quietly, don't utter another word, don't let it escalate. Because when you do, you end up saying a lot more things that you know that you shouldn't, but you're so blinded by that anger and rage and you just know somewhere deep down that you're going to regret saying that, those words or doing that action. That happened to me and I paid the ultimate price. And it, I suppose it could still be a lot worse than it is right now, but I'm working on it. I'm doing my best to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better workmate, a cousin, a son, in, every, in my everyday life. I'm learning to not be so triggered to the point where I'm just going to blame everybody but myself. Because really, there is nothing you can do about it. The best you can hope for is that you're going to be all right, that you're still going to be breathing after this incident or event, and that you can't dwell on the past or what has happened or what's just happened, but you can control your actions for the present and work on it to make it a better future for yourself and everyone else. So life at home will never be the same. But while saying that, I don't mean it will never be the same in a good or a bad way. It's just, it's just knowledge. It's just being educated about being triggered, about the repercussions. You know, in, in some unfortunate way, because of my vile actions on that very day, it also what the the good stuff that was triggered in that moment for me. Ironically enough, was the fact I saw my my children and my wife being afraid of me at that moment. Somewhere I've always known in my deepest heart, and I hope that they did too, that I would never ever harm them. Physically, would never put my hand. The way I came out that day, it looks like I was ready to kill somebody and murder someone. I don't think we've ever reached that point ever before until that moment. So... I could swear black and blue to the police and whoever to say that I would never harm my family, but who knows? Because I was in a place that I'd never been before, I would have had no control of my actions, of my words and my actions at that moment. But more importantly, my family was was probably past that zone already and all they saw was fear that I was going to harm, harm them even though I, like I said, I could say it all day long that I would never, but I wasn't to know. Maybe this was meant to happen. Maybe I was meant to hurt myself to stop me from doing something stupid. And I guess in a way, I'm glad that it did happen to me and not to my family. But it's like pieces like that, the memories I have of that, 
makes me shed a tear every time I think about it because I really could have potentially hurt my family. I'm never going to know. But again, I've never been in that position. So who knows? I might have. I might have not. I'd like to still think that I, I never would have. But I've never been there before and I was nearly there. If by some unforeseen intervention happened and I ended up in the hospital. And like I said, I'm glad it happened to me and not to my family. That would have been totally irreparable. Even if they did want me back, even if they did accept my apologies and that, I wouldn't have been able to forgive myself and I would have walked away a very broken man. I'm still not at 100% now in my mind frame, but the one thing that I am sort of looking forward to is the fact that, um, is that I think I know that I am on some sort of journey right now to, to righting all the wrongs and to recognize everything little bit, bit by bit, recognizing everything that every action and reaction that I've had that made my life a living hell and my family's lives a living hell and we're working on it together to make it better so yes I implore you again you're feeling triggered you need to focus and you need to get it in your head as quick as you can that there's nothing that you can do about whatever it is that's made you angry except to just step back breathe and just think about the consequences of what's going to happen every time I've ever been triggered and at my utmost anger there's always that little voice in the back of me telling me to stop I've got to find the fine line in between that and just hit that button straight away and just pull back and yes, I've been tested since I've been back home every now and then. And then I think about in the past how this normally ends up. But I'm proud to say that I've been able to diffuse it most times and just say nothing or just walk away, take a breath and come back and start again. We can all do it. We all have the potential to be evil and nasty and violent and abusive. But more so, the majority of our lives is just calm and loving and, you know, quite often cheerful and happy. We just got to tap into that side of our brains and our lifestyles every day, not to worry too much about things you know like I said you've got to live for the present prepare for the future so there's no point sweating over where the next where your next food is going to come from or the next bunch of money that you're going to make to pay bills everything will happens for a reason and there's out of your control there's no need no point of taking it out on your family or your friends or your pets it's just 
it'll all come to you eventually. Like we've survived this far, haven't we? I mean, we've had ups and downs, but at the end of the day, especially at this point, my kids are happy. Wifey is genuinely happy. And so am I. And I think back to all the things that we ever worried about, and I'm thinking, well, we're breathing. We're here every day. The bills are still getting paid. There's still food on the table. And we just got to work smarter, if not harder, to achieve our goals and to move forward. But we will always be here. We will always live to fight another day. And, um, yeah, you just got to find that point of happiness if, if that's what it takes to remove all those angst feelings and those fears and those worries and those angers. Like for me, after all that was triggering me in the last couple of days due to my pain in my arm, I had my granddaughter yesterday with me all day and it was the most amazing day that I had in a long time. I haven't seen her in a long time either. But when I did, it was just like it was yesterday. And we had fun just running around the house, down the hallway and having, a, you know, little snacks to eat. Pulled out the keyboard and she just sat there playing her songs. And um, last night as I was struggling to go to bed due to my pain, I went through all the photos of the day and the videos that I took of her and all of a sudden all that went away and I felt good. So that's what you, that's another way to help yourself. Just whatever bad thing that happened that day, surely there would have been at least one good thing that happened to you during the day. Think of that moment. I take photos now like they're running out of fashion nowadays because you know, after going to my family reunion and just going through what I went through, I feel like I don't have enough. I don't have enough memories of. Although yes, I do have the memories in your head, but this little thing helps me too. Having photos and little videos, whether they're ten-second videos or ten-minute videos, it's it's always there to pick me up when I'm as, when I'm feeling down. And anything bad that might have happened to me during the day is just gone. Once I look at photos of my children and my grandchildren, and that's just what I need to focus on more this year, is family, trying to spend as much time with them as I can, trying to be present for them, trying to be present for your, 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 your partner, your wife, actually listen to what they have to say and what they want to say and just just focus on everything that that functions that makes you function every day i'd love to say that that life is perfect right now i can't but the majority of it is very good for me right now i'm happy to be here i'm happy to have this relationship with my family right now more so than ever and i'm happy to to not be so triggered anymore, but to also recognize and just try and educate myself more and more every day as to how I'm going to handle it. And I hope you do too.